You guys, you catch that? Uh, you ready, man. Kind of uh, stole my thunder. I was gonna have like a a, a little uh, catchy uh, introduction for. Our, I don't even know if you can call him a special guest anymore. I think this is the fifth time he's been on the show. I think everyone, it's least. everyone likes it. Minimum. They, they pretty Everybody much, likes it. They pretty much want him just to come on full time. and right. like, Mel, we, we might be the guests. Mel Belding's <laughs> where the payment ends. It he, basically he, means none of us know what the hell we're talking about. That's pretty, a lot of waste of time. And, yeah. yeah, Pretty much, but stick yeah. around. You'll learn something. You know, that's all we're going to talk about. That commentary coming from Clint in a reclining chair. I know. Get his feet kicked up, shoes off again. That's his new theme. <laughs> Different recliner. When I was a runner, when I had my first job when I was 16 at a law office, it was like a Friday afternoon and I had to go deliver these documents to a lawyer in town. And I remember this forever. He was like my idol. I didn't even know who he was. He had a silver Ferrari parked in front of his law office. And when I went inside, it just had this big staircase that went up this old building. And then like his office was just the whole upstairs thing. And I opened the door and he was standing at the top of that thing, smoking a cigar, barefoot, with like this <laughs> linen shirt on, like unbuttoned down to his belly button. And I was like, this is it like Tony the- Montana? Exactly, dude. <laughs> I, and it was like Friday afternoon. I was like, this is the coolest guy I've ever met. Turned yeah. out my aunt dated him when they were in like high school. He, but he's still around. He's a cool it's guy. It's like that scene in Casino when uh, De Niro's character, you know, he he gets the guest and he has to tell him to wait one minute while he puts his pants on. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on his desk in his suit and tie, but he doesn't have his pants on. Yeah, you don't want to wrinkle on. your trousers. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Got to get comfortable. He probably had a big gut too, huh? I don't know. You it don't was remember? just I was over over uh taken by everything else going <laughs> on. Ambulance of everything. He could could have been a chick for all I know. <laughs> <That> big hairy <laughs> chick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we what brought day is Mel in today. August ninth. It's August ninth. We've got some uh nine days into the hunting season. We've been talking a lot about preparing for the hunting season. We talking to you guys about a few things our champion uh targets and getting ready but it's here already and you know mel brought up something important when he walked through the door gotta have your trail cameras pulled do you have to have them pulled on the first day the day before the the first first, by the august first so the first season even if you don't have an archery antelope tag your camera's got to be out of there it's got to be out nobody can put one out again until january 31st it's, it's pretty much the same law as flying january right 1st. you can't fly even if you got an elk tag in november you can't fly during any open open season same kind of thing right, right? Yeah. two days before any open season. any open season. but there's some fine wait a, minute. a whole bunch of gray area there because now see, you're gonna open a whole nother can of worms I know, yeah i don't even know what we're getting into <laughs> well when this first started it was back when Bonamici was the chief of wardens, and and uh, I don't want to, you know, I brought it up, but I, I just, if you guys want to do it, let's, you know, uh, Alaska's forty eight hours before, so if you're if you're flying, you can't hunt for forty eight hours. Canada, when you're like, let's just say we get a caribou tag in Canada, um, Eastern Canada, if you're flying into a to a tent with a tent floor or a dirt floor, you have to wait the 24, till the next day. But if you're flying into an established camp that has a plywood floor, then you can start hunting immediately. Well, two days before, well, he took it two days before the start of any season. So your season might not, like, like sheep, it starts November 20th. So you're not gonna fly 
you, it's not okay to fly two days before that season. It's two days before August 1st, which starts everything with, with archery antelope. You, your deer hunt's going to be what, August or, yeah, August 15th or something you guys start? 10th. Archery's archery is August 10th. Archery deer? Tomorrow. So, 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 so you're if, done with, with trail cameras August 1st. What about, no, I, I want to talk about these planes real quick. In Nevada, two days before any season, you can't fly anymore? Any, any open exactly. season. Any open season, but they do not include mountain lion. I was just going to say mountain lion is open year-round. Year but so if I have my own plane and I have a tag in 021022, I can't fly out from the state airport and fly over that unit? You can't fly. You can't fly. You cannot fly or drone or anything 20, 48 hours before any open season. So if... Like an antelope, let's say, right? Antelope goes and tell the archery antelope goes and tell the ninth, twenty first, twenty first. But archery deer starts on the tenth. If you had a deer tag, you could fly in between those. No, no that's, there's that's no what I'm open. Saying. That's what I'm saying. You so, cannot fly. You cannot fly. On the, you can fly on the eighth because you, the antelope hunters are open. So if you had a, an area that only had sheep and only had one season in November first. You could fly October 29th. So so if you take off from the Stead Airport and you fly over 021022, no the, camera, no binoculars, no nothing, you just fly over it. For and, the purposes of what, though? That's the, the, the law is the right. intent. Intense, okay, right. so I was just out for if a joyride. If you're just out for a joyride, you're a joyride. But if you're out there and they catch if you. If they observe do, you doing do circles this, around the mountain and stuff, I guess that's busted. a different story. Yeah. But I've seen lots of planes. Turn. And the, the, the drones are a whole other thing. There's a whole other section gonna, on, yeah, on flying, too, because drones open up a whole new can of worms on that deal because you're not flying. But there's now talk about drone in the law. So what is, so it's game harassment when it comes yeah. to drones, right? And that's the deal. I mean, like he was talking about flying into Alaska, where Alaska basically treats their animals like gold i mean it's their biggest commodity other than probably gold Absolutely. actually gold fit and fishing but they treat their animals like you know royalty and you're not going to do anything to harm that commodity of ours so to fly in and on your prop plane you see a you know the biggest moose you've ever you seen land and right there the yards you go shoot them, them. Kill it, it's yeah. worthless and here as far as scouting and harassment of building up lacto or lactic acid and it just stiffs them up you run them until if you're chasing them yeah. nine at night at six in the morning they're still stoved up right in the same exact spot you walk in and kill them still laying down can't walk you know well that was happening <laughs> they say that that was happening a lot with ultralight back in the day when paraplanes and stuff like that yeah. falling yeah, it, falling out into cactus for, right some people had them but i no, you know the plane the planes are like a I mean, I know one guy that has a plane, you know, and, and I mean, I just met him two years ago. So, I mean, not everybody's got access to it. But this trail cam thing, I wanted to pick your brain about but the trail everyone, cam well, thing. Plane's different, though. Drones are how good and easy drones are. You can find miles on a drone and have it looking just like this. Oh, see, I don't know anything animals. about drones, so educate me. I mean, I've seen them, obviously, and seen I, what I you guys do I can stand right them, here but... and fly clear to my house and back i mean for miles i mean and you uh, think you'd be able to see see an animal 100 percent. no because because they would start running when they hear that drone or the visibility is that clear i mean it's 4k Both? camera you can really? get right in and spook we have live cameras it's live live right back really it's crazy. i mean i've seen the footage with like waterfowl and stuff and it, it is I, I i just picture it being hard to see like an animal very good 
But I haven't seen the new drone you can get technology. Twenty feet off the ground, and yeah. So where right now, as far as you know, where does the law stand on drones? They don't and, differentiate between drones and planes. So it's man, as if you man. were sitting on that drone. Yeah. So take what we do. You know, say we go out and and do an antelope hunt, and you, one of these guys puts a drone in the air to get footage of the campground. He's not looking at animals. Legal. Are you in trouble? Legal. Absolutely. Oh, it's one no. saying legal, one I, saying not. You said illegal. I said absolutely illegal. No, I've asked Warren about it. He says, he says, the letter of the law is about intent. I've asked him about it. So if you were back at camp and I said we specifically are, we're not hunting, we're not, we're not looking at stuff at that point. We're not doing anything. We're not even actively hunting. We're back at camp getting B-roll shots of our trucks driving in, whatever the case may be. He says that 100% legal. Mm. We would, we would take that footage, look at it. If someone saw somebody flying, we don't know, but we would come in and take the footage and look and it's the intent there and that would be okay. Mm. Which is always the tough thing, you know, four guys sitting here, they're not lawyers, but we've joked about this in the past because we've seen a certain plane up in the air during an open season and there's always <laughs> looking the, the for livestock. cows yeah it's the livestock part of stuff so you know when you start trying to police at the end of the day as american hunters we should be ethical you yeah. know and that's what we're doing we're trying to police ethics and then that's the whole thing is then you got to bring intent into it and yeah how how are you going to bring that to a court of law at the end of the day unless you have I don't know. You're going to have to have videos, evidence of the game harassment and all this kind of stuff, because at the end of the day, you could, how are you going to disprove that I wasn't looking for cattle? How are you going to disprove that I was getting footage for, for a, a show? And that's the you thing. Know? I, so I it's, asked it's him, always a tough thing. I asked him for two things, getting B-roll like that, driving in and out and for coyote hunting. Coyote's not a game animal. It's not regulated, but we hunt everywhere, basically starting here right now. During every open season, we hunt coyotes. What do you sometimes, say about that? And sometimes we fly a drone to get some B-roll shots of whatever we may, you know, whatever. And he says completely the intent, you're, you you would be fine. So they would probably, if they thought, they would probably confiscate your footage. And if they found footage of big game animals on your drone, then you're going to be in trouble. Yes, exactly. But yes, if they go back through your footage and all they see is campgrounds and roads and, and stuff us, like that. Like, because, you know, we hunt coyotes. We've hunted coyotes, actually, when we were deer hunting. Middle of the day, Plan right? to do it every time. <laughs> Excuse me. So we would be in the area where deer are, but the we're not using it for harassment deer or scouting for deer or anything like that. So I we, imagine, though, to, to Mel's point, you get the wrong warden on the wrong 100%. day. 100%. I'd want that. I, I, I'd want they that could take writing. you to court. I've got a friend who's a real estate guy. You guys all know him. Yep. Okay. He was told, not by a warden, by the chief warden, and he was going to film some property that he had out in Red Rock. And he said, that is, a, that is an offense. That, that is against the rules because you have a hunting tag. You have a hunting license. He said, don't do it. And I would tend to agree with that. It just gets to the next level because if you follow this through, and I imagine there's been some court cases, but let's, let's like fast forward ahead. You will have had to have harvested the animal, I would think. Like as far as, you know, if just thinking about any kind of law thing, again, coming from four non-lawyers, but in order for you to be convicted, you, you would have had to commit the crime. So you would, let's say you did everything, but you never harvested the animal, very likely it would get thrown out. No. So the only reason it would come along is if 
all this intent and all that, well, you would have had to harvest the animal, then you'd have to backtrack. Okay, the way you were able to do that, you used X, Y, or Z illegal no. or unethical thing. It would be interesting. I don't even know. The, if the law is exactly. I'd like to know the why is if you, you do, do it. it. The right. law is I, if you do it. Don't, so it doesn't, you don't have to harvest. That's the safe thing. Don't do it. But it would be interesting. Do you know of any cases that have been brought through? I'm, we're not talking poaching or anything no, like no. that out of season. I don't know any cases. Specifically somebody who was convicted of harvesting a game animal, most likely a trophy game animal. Forget about guides and, and exchange of yeah. money, but just a guy out there doing it the way that 99.9% .9 of people do it. Do we know of any cases in Nevada or any of the states where somebody has actually been convicted of the game harassment part of it? And then what do you do? They lost their license. They lost their trophy. They lost their I, gun. I, I bet you there hasn't been any because you well, couldn't sure. prove it. You I bet there are because the laws are. Law. I mean, laws are in place because usually something happened. I, I get what complained. Clint's saying, though, right? Is it's like no, something's probably true. triggered. Ab absolutely not true. Unless they saw it. But you know what I'm saying? Clint's saying like something's going to trigger this investigation. Right. You know, and somebody I think killed the a giant. The, no, but, yeah. but not only that. No, I don't. I disagree with that because if I'm hunting and I, I'm in corduroys in a red and black, you know, <laughs> whatever you call it, shirt. Checkered shirt. Yeah. And I go, Homer I'm doing a, old school. Don't even, you know, walk in, try to hunt. And I see this drone over here flying. I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to report that. Hey, sure. some guy's flying. That that guy who's flying it doesn't necessarily have to kill an animal, but he's now messing with my yeah. hunt and doing everything so that the killing doesn't happen. You already broke the law by flying it sure. during the season. But what I thought he was saying was like, what triggered, unless someone saw you doing it, what's going to trigger it is, you know, you someone posts a picture of this huge deer and the scuttlebutt starts going, well, he was using a drone, you know, then they start investigating, you know, exactly. Very, very few. So at the end of the day, what we're in, I think it's true. I was still hold to what I said earlier is the law, you know, uncle Mel and clay got both got big eyes when I said that kind of like, yeah, it's absolutely illegal. But so it's used to be a deterrent because most people, most of us, especially hunter wise, we follow the the rules, yep. sure. ethics or laws. And I think the whole idea that, you know, you have a warden, Clay's example of a warden and Uncle Mel brought up a chief warden, two different kind of takes because you're just not supposed to do it. Right. And you know when you're flying it, why you're flying a drone, if you're flying it to get footage for the, for the show. But at the same time, I still think at the end, at the end of the day, the conviction, if you will, is going to be very hard. Versus poaching and out of the season because there's obviously well and that's why uh, you know evidence down intent. the line so that's yeah. why the so, word said intent so at the end it, of the day I think it's a good it's a good discussion because it's just a deterrent because you, you have a couple different guys say it and at the end of the day you go you know what just don't fly let's it. just yeah. not fly the drone because we do have a tag right now and even if we thought we were doing it to do it for the TV show if we have the tag we probably got to be real careful I would never fly it while we were hunting exactly deer hunting any of that based but on the I advice would, you've but gotten I right? would fly at camp and i would fly coyote hunting no problem I, and, and i don't i don't blame you for feeling <laughs> that way but you know like you say some you know they make these laws because they've seen someone break or do something before they made that law well that's not true um when you look at when they in the state of nevada when they outlawed the 50 caliber okay the wardens all everyone that testified had never seen a 50 caliber in the field now they didn't just call 50s they gave you a length of what that loaded yeah. cartridge was okay or the casing so um 
your big shea tax and stuff are all probably falling into that category to where they're illegal to have on a hunt. But they had never seen one in the field. But they, I, they, they all testified to that fact. I, uh, Someone says, hey, we shouldn't be shooting deer with a fifty caliber. You know, it's not ethical to shoot uh, a thousand yards, fifteen hundred. Um, if you want to talk ethics, I mean, I, everybody has a different set of ethics. I mean, it, you know, is a five hundred yard shot an ethical shot? Right. To, it, to, it, to some people, it surely is. To to some people, it's a crack shot. But to others, you better crawl into three hundred before you take that shot. You know, I don't think a five hundred yard shot is unethical, but. Uh, Again, you know, we've been through this about the type of, you know, equipment we have nowadays. But, you know, to some people, that's just unethical. So when we talk ethics, everybody has different ethics. And I don't think it should be a part of the conversation. I think what should be a part of the conversation is harassment of wildlife. Okay. Um, what is harassing wildlife? Is, is flying a drone 100 feet above their head? Is that harassment? To me, no, that's not harassment. What do you do with that footage? Uh, you know, you, if you go take off after him, now I think you're doing an illegal thing. But I don't think you're harassing wildlife because you're flying a drone 100 feet above their head. And I, I, honestly, to, what are you going to do? You're going to herd these things like you could in a, in a quad or, you know, you could hate well, that's them. the thing that i mean that's the th it's just not a plane it's any harassment whether you're in a yeah. drone a plane a, a truck a quad like yeah but saying. what is but what is harassment yeah that's why right. you're, well, you're harassing it you it's know, an actual it's an example you flew your plane over here certain people you know were doing bad things like like running them you know so run them till they're completely sure. out of juice and then you could walk up on it like you said you know if you fly a drone up you know, on top of a ridge and you see a buck down there and you get some footage of it and you bring it back down and you look at it, you know, did you harm that animal in any way? Probably not, but they make those laws to, but it's also not about, there's another, uh, whatever angle you want to call it. It's not for just harassment or anything, but if I, if I'm down a mile off a ridge and I see some, maybe some bucks over there, I could fly a drone over there during hunting season and fly a hundred feet above not harass them but still see that there's a monster buck hidden in the corner yeah and that's that the reason I why see. i said now if you see it and then you come back and go after that animal then so yeah yeah, that, the, yeah. so that's why the law is don't get fly back around you can't, you fly. Don't fly. <laughs> you can't I mean, fly they don't have hours. to prove intent you know yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a hey the law says you will not fly and you were flying so you, I wanted to, uh, uh, we're going to get to the trail camera thing, but you just brought up something that I thought was interesting. Because uh, I remember back in the day, you know, you, you know, like you said, a 300-yard shot, you know, our kind of goal was always to be 100 or inside or something. But with the way that everything's changed with firearms and optics and stuff, what what is kind of the thought on that now? Is it 500? You know, if you're a... If you've got a new Vortex oh, scope and you've got a badass rifle, a 500-yard shot's a chip shot. So, is so a, Yeah, but surprisingly, there's still people that don't want to take that 400-yard shot. Really. Sure. Right. I mean, you've got that old Redfield scope. I see it, but the, the new stuff now. I, always, I was that way until three, four years ago when I started shooting with Jared, and he had the equipment, and I was like, what, what the hell? 
Well, and you got all those vortex scopes now <laughs> that like, zoom thirty five. This, this is this is not hard, but as we raised, you know, as we were raised, yeah, same here. It was get into two two fifty. You know, I three hundred yard shot when I was growing up. I was like, damn, that's a long ass shot. Yeah. But we only use three by nine Tascos from Woolworths too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mounted with a WD forty glaze. Yeah. And then, you know, Clint brought up an interesting point about you know, people are using these and they might be abusing it, but um there are cattle ranchers that own cattle. They're on the open range that time of the year. And that's the way they check their yeah, cattle sure. every every day. Uh, you know, yeah. so you know, because a guy does it, is he guilty of it? No, he's not guilty of it because it's not against the law for him to do it. Same with trail cameras. They have an exclusion too. They do? But, oh, absolutely. Ranchers. They can they can put up they can put up a trail cam on their on their lease and and for their cattle. And have a deer so, tag at the same time and in the same unit and go out and kill a deer? A, a rancher, yes. Yeah. It, it's, I'm, it's not, not, I'm not knocking on ranchers. I'm not either. I don't, I don't think they're doing that. There's all kinds of these exceptions. That seems wrong. I mean, it seems. Well, the, it's just like, I mean, they have to be able to that's kill, kill coyotes, kill mountain lions, kill because that's their livelihood. Sure. So yeah. they're using the cameras, like so you that, said. There, ranchers there are, are not doing it for. Ranchers aren't doing it for the purpose of. Checking on their cattle, but just by chance, I got a deer tag, and I'm going to f- try to find the biggest elk or deer sure. or whatever. I don't think that's ever crossed the rancher's mind, you know. <laughs> I think it all comes down to this, and I think it's very true. The same guy I was talking about that said he, you know, couldn't fly his uh, his drone to take a picture of a house, you know, a lot that he was selling. No, this was out north, out in Red Rock, but um, he said there's two kinds of laws. There's a just law. And an unjust law. Mm-hmm. And we're going to follow just laws. But unjust laws, probably not. You know, And that's just what you see as just and what you see as unjust. Every one of us are guilty of speeding. Every yeah. one of us sitting at this table. But there's a law against it. Okay, you get caught, you're going to pay the fine. Okay, don't, don't whine about it. Just pay the fine and carry on. It's a just law. But... These laws are broken every day. Well, I think a lot of it is taken, you know, too far. Trail cameras, I believe, are taken too far. Yeah. So, you what know, if you want to, if you, you know, we talk about intent, and I would like to talk to this warden that you talk about it. If I, if I have a hunting license, and I put a trail camera up on a spring or on a guzzler, um, and the only thing I'm wanting to learn about, of which I, I learned a ton about building guzzlers, um, how to build them, how low we could take them with the rail and stuff, it's not my intent. I don't even have a tag, okay? But I do have a hunting license. I'm going to get busted just like the guy who has a tag. So what And, and I don't have the intent. There's no intent for me to, to kill something. If you had a hunting, if you didn't have a hunting license, you wouldn't. If you don't have a hunting license, what are they going to do to you? So I'm saying, if I didn't buy a hunting license next year, could I put up a trail camera and not get in trouble? Because yes and no. But the thing <laughs> of it is, is, you know, that's why what I'm saying is that's why I'm arguing this intent that this warden said. What is your intent of putting up that trail camera? Well, that's that's a warden. That's that, that he's he's not the there, guy that's gonna it, be prosecuting. I mean, 
I'm not going to mention names here, but there's a guy that's that you know he he uses a lot better than than trail cameras, and you probably see stuff on Facebook, and you know he's got camera traps out there right now, but it's okay because he got it okay from the Department of Wildlife. You could all of us could get one if we have a good enough reason, but an employee of the department or employee of agriculture department, you know, state, federal. They don't have to worry about these these laws. They don't have to worry about them. They're exempt from them. Ranchers are exempt. So the law right now is you can trail cam from January 1st to August, August 1st. 1st. July 31st. Yeah. July 31st. And it's because in Nevada, there's no open season after January? There's some. There's some late season deer tags. Yeah, yeah. You've got the, uh, the 114, you know, Mount Moriah. You'll have little yeah. carve-outs so, for certain units. So is, is, it, is it straight across the board? Run into is it straight across the board, January 1st, or is it... It's across the, the board. So even January 1st, even though there might be some hunting you're legal still again. open, you're still legal. Is it That's January 1st or January 31st? Okay. I think it's January 1st. You, you said something interesting, though, that, you know, what if you're just a wildlife observer? So, yeah, you know, you have trail cameras out or camera traps or whatever... And, and a warden saw him and, you know, whatever, waited for you. Then they go, hey, what are you doing? Either that or I, I'm an observer. I'm checking bluebirds. And- <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't own a hunting I don't have a hunting license. I don't hunt. He could, he could confiscate it. You know, it's an NAC. Until you proved otherwise, right? I mean, if he said, look, I don't hunt. I mean, I, how would I know a law for hunting when I don't hunt? I'm not ignorance out. is not an excuse to the law. That's what they always say. Yeah. But. Well, what, what, what I, do you th- say to that, Mel? I don't know. You're not a, Mel is not a game warden, by the way, but he's very knowledgeable but if you're a bird watcher you're a tom rashishine whatever and you have cameras out taking just I, pictures of wildlife you don't hunt you don't have a hunting license do you, without w- without permission yeah um from the department is there a monetary fine yeah as a civil um and maybe you could the argue biggest that. Thing that you know what we get as a sportsman fisherman you know we get the fine Plus, we lose the point, right? We get demerit. So if, if we accrue 12 demerits in a five-year period, we lose our license for five years. So you're saying that person would be in trouble. Yeah, because the there's no yeah. carve-out for that. It's only ranchers and states. You think, though, with, if you went in front of the whatever it is the, and said, well, I'm not, I'm not a hunter. You can look I don't, at, I've I never don't bought think a hunting license. I don't, I've think, never he would, I don't think he would be convicted. I right? don't think so but, either. I think it would be held the, up. But the law would be sure, You would get the there. initial citation and all that. Because, right? I mean, what if? What if my wife or my girlfriend or whoever doesn't hunt? Go she goes the, out and puts her go cameras out up, and then you just check for them. Me, honey. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I saw you're, that. You're bird watching. Yeah. I'm trail. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just live with wife her. was out looking at finches, and I found this 90-inch antelope. <laughs> yeah. So, I <laughs> no, mean. I get it. It's a funky law. It, so, what are your thoughts on that law, Mel? Do you think it ever should have got put on the books? It's fairly new. What, five years old, maybe? Yes, it, it's, it's that new. Uh, no, I, I don't because... I've never used a trail camera to, um, to hunt big game for, and you know, the majority of the trail cams that I set in the past have been at guzzlers. And like I said, we, you know, we know when a rainstorm starts, we know when the event starts, we, we watch, we say, you know, we, just for instance, we, we were setting the bottom rail on guzzlers at 28 inches. So that's pretty big. And, we're worried, especially when I was telling you guys what happened in Arizona when they were watching the, the burrows roll underneath the fence. 
right? So they come up, lay down, roll underneath, get up, blah, blah, blah. So we'd say, okay, how low can we take these? So we set, we got down to 22 inches, and it still would not impede the, the wildlife from coming into the guzzler. It would not, they, they would still come under. So we knew that if we were between that 22, and I never, Andy Stinson and I never tried anything lower than that. Didn't need to, that was the number. So, we're, you know, 22 inches, we know we're safe. And that's the kind of stuff we were doing with these. Now, to just continue doing those, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, you know, it's all the, well, if, if, if. Well, yeah, you if had, the you guy comes up. by, he sees your camera there, he opens it up, takes a look at your card, reads it, goes on. But when you're talking about guzzlers and sheep, you know, we're going to start hunting desert sheep on November 20th. Are we going to pattern a desert bighorn ram at a guzzler with trail cameras? Out there in August and September, nah, they're not using those guzzlers anymore most years. What? They're certainly not coming in as much. So. What was the core? It's you know foundation behind the law. It, it started in Lincoln and White Pine counties, and they have some big, big activities down there with trail cameras. There, it's been reported that there was thirty-four trail cameras on one water hole. 34. Now, there were, there was some history given, uh, which I, I think is blunt, just BS, that a guy set up a camera and he'd come back every day to check it. Well, if you're going to be at that, whatever, your spring or guzzler, some type of water hole, uh, and you set a trail cam, what do you want to come back every day for? You know, why don't you just sit there for a couple hours and, and watch to see what comes in? He's not going to be there. So that's harassment. So now you got 34 of these cameras. 34 people are coming in constantly to, to view these cameras. So it, they felt it was just getting, you know, abused. And, and it was harassment of wildlife. It, it certainly could be. And it, and it was, there, there was so much activity that now the animals never have time to actually come get a drink, and it's maybe they're you know, pretty arid desert we're in. Yeah. So, but yeah. there's also the I heard that uh, you know if they do if that big buck he relies on nighttime for his to become big, right? He moves it nocturnal animal. He moves around being safe. He comes in at two in the morning. You now you know that big animal is there. Where you would never know otherwise, unless you were out in that, the hills walking me. around, putting glass on the hills, for, you know, 24 hours a day for a month before the season. You might ne never know that deer was there, but now you have 34 cameras. Now everybody knows that deer is there when he came in. And now there's so much more pressure to kill that big animal. Now he's out of the gene pool. And so a lot more bigger animals are being killed because of that. Because what's now to say, not... just to be devil's advocate, what's to say with all that extra activity that it, it pushed that big animal to a different country? Well, they it went to the other side of the it mountain. 100% could, but now, but you know he's there maybe because he came in the first. I mean, we don't know. That was one of the reasons. Yeah. And there's probably pretty good, I, I bet they have enough anecdotal research to know that those animals are being killed off more because of it. Well, they, they know that, that these kids... Or no, they don't have to be kids. They could be men like, you know, guys Whoever. like me. But they, they have these pictures. They sell the picture. 
you know, there's, I think we put a stop to that too, to where a guy would bring a picture up of a big buck, a big ram or whatever, and it was for sale. So a guy would take that, pay money for that picture. Hmm. So monetize off of the Nevada animal happened here in Nevada. Look it's at, funny. I just look saw how many guys. I mean, you got thirty-four people out there. Um, that's and and they got on. There's thirty-four guys potentially that know about this big buck that was coming in there. And then they they say, okay, here's the buck on camera, and oh man, you know the the heritage tag holder just killed him. So yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm a I actually don't agree with trail cameras at all being used. I mean, it, I think it's even for research. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, I said so, for hunting. Well, that's, hunting. Converse, I said for hunting, for hunting purposes. That's where the conversation's got to stop, I guess, because now <laughs> we go right back around full circle. Well, yeah, but for, for hunting, I, I, I just, it, it's I, the same to as me, like we originally talked, ethical. Like, I, I want to hunt, and I don't think that's hunting. I'm out there in the woods scouting. Now, because now, what about what about the cameras that literally have cell phone service and shoot you a text message right now that he's there? You could be sitting in Ely. Cell phone goes off. Oh, trail camera. 420-inch elk is on the water hole. I'm running there and shooting him. He might be 100 yards off at 200, but I know he's there. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just, you I don't. You could be sitting I, in your pickup, you know, with the cab. heater and air conditioner and having <laughs> I, a cup I, of coffee. I just think it goes back again to ethics and where the business where hunting kind of stops and the business of hunting starts mm-hmm. because i don't know the numbers again throwing it out there i would say the average person who is just a you know do it yourself or over the you know weekend warrior hunter they don't do that they go scout when they can off of work uh and go hunt and see if they can find something where the business of it guides and whoever have to rely on maybe killing the biggest animal in the country year after year to get more clients and this and that and what better way to i mean i guess <laughs> I don't I, know. It, to use it as a tool. smiling at me like I, he wants, well, I, don't know. <laughs> I just i all I, the problem with it is they're all valid points everything yeah. everything's uh, has a va- validity to it to a certain extent i just i don't know like just general philosophy the more laws we make and this yeah. doesn't necessarily have to do with hunting, but it just could be extrapolated out into the, you know, big government versus small government. That's where I just, I like just that principle that the idea that, cause we do, we literally, this conversation just proves that you open up Pandora's box by one law. That's fairly new. He said within the last half a decade or so, and you could just, we could sit here for another two hours and keep going around and around yeah. full circle at the end of the day. We we created our own problems, yeah, got, essentially, got, right? Because we want to try to police out the bad actors and it has good intentions and all that kind of stuff. But we really, at the end of the day, you kind of mess it up. Versus I draw a tag. I draw a mule deer tag in my unit. When I draw the tag, I sign my name to it that I'm going to be ethical. And maybe we have a list of things that if you don't do that, you could get in trouble. And these are the possibilities, well, just like drunk driving yeah, or but here speed you go limit. Again, but the moment we make that law, let me, I, I, I'm just going to seg this way. Cause I can remember several years ago, cause I think it's, it's a pertinent conversation too, is the shed hunting. And I can remember specifically being at your house, uncle Mel, I mean, several years ago, 
Um, you know, and we have, we, I, I think that might, this might turn into a little bit extra part of this conversation is at that time you go out there and you shed hunt, you find them, you sell them, you know, all the different stuff that they're used for. God bless you. You put all that extra effort in. And then all of a sudden we as hunters, including uncle Mel and started kind of sitting there going, wait a minute here, we got to start policing this a little bit. And I remember specifically saying, you know, they're going off road and they're, you know, they're, they're tearing up the, the, the land and maybe extra wildfires. And I'm sitting there going, Making money there's, off already, Nevada's pu- there's already a law against taking your four track vehicle off of a designated road. Why do we need a new law to say that you can't go try to find a freaking bone laying on the ground where the animal dropped? So just, I mean that, and maybe it, this is a conversation, but I'm not a fan of that. If we would have never went down that road. You're getting political. Well, it is. It but is politics. It is politics because, correct me if I'm wrong, that law, now there is a law. Yeah. There's, it's you highly can't. regulated now Same because thing. there's big money in it. And I think that that probably all started with the idea of we got to do something about these yo-hos going out there, not doing it the way that we think they should do it. We talked well, about ethics of long-range yeah, shooting, they, house they were running and animals that kind so of their stuff. horns well, dry. Right. So if we would have just left it alone, and if we just to go back to my point, draw we draw a tag, we sign our name on it that says, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And that's a there's a huge umbrella underneath the way it's quote-unquote supposed to be done. And at the end of the day, if you can go to bed and lay your head on the pillow and say, I did it the right way, God bless you. Because I guarantee you there's at least going to be one person that didn't like something that you did. Oh, you you used a. I can't afford a. You can't walk. Uh, I can't afford a, a two thousand uh, dollar, you know, spot and scope to be able to see that animal at the at the last light of the day. At some point in time, there's going to be somebody who didn't have the advantage. So I don't know. I'm just generally like, we start stirring up, create new rules, regulations, and we're sitting here talking about all just trail cams and flying, and we're all confused. We're confused about what we what we can and can't yeah. do, and. The rancher can do, and there's this exemption. We created the old, our, those problems by passing laws because we thought it was the right thing to do. Right. Yeah, I'm going to give you one example that, that I think was pretty bad, but the, the kid turned in his tag. But prominent family here in Truckee Meadows, hunting in Area 15, um, tied up his horse, had about a $8,000 Billy Malloy saddle on the back, on, on the top of this horse, okay? So he goes down to look at these deer. He comes back. The horse is gone. He walks around a couple days, hires a helicopter, try to find his horse and saddle. He's more worried about the saddle than he is the horse, probably. Couldn't find him. He went down. When he got done, got back into town, he went down and turned his tag in. Because he had flown in that unit, Hmm. he was... The intent was he's he's you know he's wanting his eight thousand dollar saddle back is what, what what that was the intent. It wasn't to look for deer, sure. But the law says you can't fly and have a tag. So he went down on his own, turned in the tag. A few months later, guy calls him, and he pays through the nose because of his name for his horse and his saddle back. Somebody stole it. No, they found it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And made him pay for it. Oh yeah, a reward. Oh wow, wow. So uh, you know, was that right? Did he, he did the right thing per the law? Okay, but especially now, if I, you it, saw something. 
<laughs> you know, if you got up there and you saw a huge deer, and but you didn't find your horse, and then you, you know that that's your ethical, right? Uh, that's your inner well, voice that goes. He obviously didn't see it because he, you know, sure didn't take it. But I mean, you know, the thing of it is, I mean, he looked for two days for this horse and saddle, yeah, and he couldn't find it, so he hires a helicopter to find it. Was it true? Is it true, or was it a big elaborate story to be able to get a pilot? <laughs> no, it's a true story. He turned in his tag because um, he didn't find that. No, I, no. I, I mean, again, that's where it goes. Intent. You, you might get a a citation. You fight it, take it to the judge. The judge is going to say, "This is all right, This is bullshit. You're out." I, yeah, I like where Clint was going with that because you know. Clay made a very, you know, strong statement. I don't, I don't like trail cameras. I want to do it the old-fashioned way or whatever. You know, I want to put the time in. I want to scout. I want to. And then Clint kind of said the same, well, I can't afford a $2,000 spotting scope. So you have an advantage over me no matter what, you know, because I would make the argument that, you know, technology's advanced. Why do we have to hunt old school? We're using advanced optics and stuff. So they've got these. Yeah. And, but in my own mind, I go, it is kind of BS, you know. I'm at the bar in Ely having a beer, and my phone goes off, and I see a giant deer, and I know I can get there in 35 minutes, and well, I'm going to be able to spot him. Yeah, it sucks. Like, you, I feel conflicted on all the things. You know, like, so what's better, what's better, what's worse off, I guess, because that's probably going to get out there. You know, let's say we go with Clint, and let's govern ourselves, right? No, oh, God forbid. Right, <laughs> God forbid. And that does happen. And that's going to get out that you killed it. You know, I got hell yeah, that trail camera. Of course. Most hunters are going to go, you're a douche. Yeah. Uh, oh. And and you're not going, you're, you, you, okay, you killed a good deer. Awesome. Good it's, job, it, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's with an asterisk, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course you, you know, and people will say that for the rest of their lives, right? Of course you did. You, you got, you know, look at you, you got every advantage in the hunting world. You better kill big stuff every time. You yeah. know, they're, they're always going to discount you and downplay it. Of that's course. what hunters do in general. I don't know why, but that's what they do. Or, you know, but jealousy, huh? Jealousy. Yeah, jealousy. a little bit of that. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you feel good. You know, like you said, you feel good because you go out and you scout a few days or a week before and you find something good and you hike in, you, you, you get to a range you're good with and you kill something. But the next but, guy, but, I was just going to say, but the next guy who can't afford to get off for work or maybe pay a guide. The only or way he's in good enough shape to hide. Yeah, the he's only older. way he is he's always, there's 30 always years to draw. He's going to find it. Trail carrying is But when, when you go back to the um, shed hunting, wasn't one of the biggest things is they were making money. You know, people from out of state were coming. Utah was coming in in Nevada and they were harassing I, I think animals. It was pretty, and, pretty far down the line. Um, they, they still, you know, I could never understand why non-residents don't have to have a hunting license to kill coyotes in Nevada. I think you should have to have a hunting license. Okay. Uh, a rancher doesn't have to have a hunting license to kill predators. So, but we do, you know, we do. Is, um, is that just, is that just a, a at the, on that specific point, is that the money part of it just to contribute to working, you know? No, they're just that, exempt. They've always been exempt. No, but no, I mean, no. You're, you're out of state for predator hunters. But I'm saying you're you're against that. You think that you know you're say, you're saying I, I think you're I, I think you're actually because they're not contributing in monetarily to the yeah. way of the rest of us do. And sure. you're actually hunting. And on that point, it's, you're making that yeah. activity. We need. Yeah. You know that's the way the state makes the money. You know, but not it, just here, but in, in the in the 
PR money, Pittman Robertson, with with right. another with another license hold. So yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I that. think yeah. I think they have there. Is um, there is there a double edged sword with the coyotes though? Because as soon as you require a hunting license for it, would that now be managed? You know, it's right now coyotes aren't basically managed or not a game animal or whatever. But as soon as you require a hunting license to hunt them, now that's isn't that getting into the? I'm glad you brought that because up. it's kind of like, well, now they're going to be managed. So now they can yep. charge for contests. They can do this. They can now they can set quotas. They can set yep. to all the stuff. I would say where's to the, the answer? I I would just look next door to California. If I'm going to shoot squirrels in California, I have to have a hunting license. Now, have you seen anything come out of California about squirrels? Maybe yep. not about squirrels, but about everything else. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, but maybe I mean, it's been that way forever. So, uh, are you going to see some more enactment? You're going to see them no matter what, you know, especially with with, with you know coyotes and what you're talking about. So you're just th- you're, you're saying that keep, keep coyote hunting the same. No, not a game animal, not managed by anybody, but at least charge for a hunting license because they're coming. I think you should buy a hunting license. Nevada should charge a trespass fee to non-residents to come here and hunt coyotes. I agree. Uh, no, it, they're it using the roads and resources just, and all that, and not get contributing. I agree. Now, a rancher, but don't call it a hunting license. I would call it a trespassing fee. You know that a rancher. I don't. I don't think they should have to have one on their own we, land. We they shouldn't as have a, one as a native. No, well, or a resident as a resident. native. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think they should have to. But someone coming in calling coyotes. You know, I don't. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're from Nevada, California, Wyoming. I don't care. You should have to have a hunting license. So you're saying if I didn't. Not a rancher. I'm saying okay, if I did Someone having that recreation. Me as a non-big game chuck or bird, anything hunting. I don't hunt anything else, but I love to ki- kill coyotes. I think you should have to have I have a to have a, even though I'm a, a resident of Nevada. My feeling is you should have okay. a hunting license. No, yeah. That's fine. Because you're saying non-resident, oh, they're coming in, using resources, whatever. But so am I. If I didn't hunt anything else. I bet you there's maybe less than 10 people that fit in that box you just said, though. Oh, that don't, that don't buy a hunting license to big game hunt or bird hunt or, or deer, just you know, whatever. Hunt. I bet you there's more. Than, I don't know. No. I don't know. That just coyote there, hunt? I wouldn't think so. Hmm. I think there's enough people that pass through here for various reasons. That... No, pass through. I'm. He's saying residency. Because oh. I'm saying if, if you're a non-resident, you should pay a trespass fee to come to Nevada and hunt coyotes. If you're a resident, you know, Mel was saying you should have a hunting license. Clay said, I don't do anything but predator hunt. You should make, I just doubt I there's very many yeah. people that only predator I hunt. I, especially when you're saying resident wise. Yeah, yeah, resident yeah. wise. If you yeah, live there's here, there's a lot I think of people that come in from even, You might not go bird hunting, hunt. but you put in for that big game draw every year, I bet. I would bet. I, but, I, I don't know. But, but Clay, the question was about shed hunting. And we got carried yeah, off yeah. at the end of this. <laughs> but with shed hunting, you no, know, it was actually pretty far down the list, money wise. Um, we thought then that they should say, hey, you know, these guys come in, no matter if it's a resident or non-resident, you know, Utah guys get blamed a lot yeah. for it. But, um, you know, you tax them just like any other business. They're, they're paying you know, tax on sa- the sales of their stuff anyway, I would, unless they're taking cash only, right? Well, okay, I'm going to build something, you know, so I go down and I, I buy... $200 worth of wood and $400 worth of metal. I pay a tax on that, right? Sure. So a guy that comes from Utah or 
anywhere, Nevada, I don't care where you're coming from, you pick up sheds, you're not paying a use fee for that. You're not paying a tax. If you sell, oh, I thought you were saying if you sell them. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, just you if know, you come over here to get it's, them. It's Nevada's. So, so yeah, he, yeah. he's Bounty. making money off of something. So, you know, now it's it's something that's going to turn into a mineral anyway. You know what I mean? You know, it's something that the animal doesn't need any longer. I, so, I, I could play the Utah guy, though, and say, yeah, well, I'm coming to your state. I'm buying fuel. I'm buying food. I'm buying beer. I'm buying cigarettes. Yeah, I'm gambling. And, and then stayed at the hotel. I when you, at, when and you I really walked start, out and picked up your old minerals. You know, When you look at, when you look into that, though. They don't and, do it. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to pick up my other minerals. You're going to pay to pick up my gold, my silver, right. and my, my turquoise and all that. But when you look into it, the towns are saying, hey, we're so close. You know, like Lincoln County, where it happens a lot. White Pine County. You know, Ely. You know, Peotes, Panaca. These towns are so close to Utah, they're not buying fuel here. Yeah, they're driving they're over, driving the, back. They're not it. staying the night. Yeah. You know. Um, so what was, not, if you said money was down the list, what was number one? What was the reason? Harassment. Because they were running them to make them drop. I always heard that was the yeah, main thing. Was harassment a, was. But the, now you can, right? You, you can pick up sheds, but you have to get a permit and you can only do it from. Yeah, yeah, March to May first, whatever yeah, it is. April thirty first, I think, or April thirty. You don't have to have a permit. You just I can't s- do it till that. No, you cert- have to have. You have. Look to at my have uncle Mel leaves his. Jimmy, my uncle Mel left his ringer on. And he's what, deaf. what was and that? Uh, Jessica Rabbit. You have to have a on. You have to go online. <laughs> yeah, and take to. the course, and that's a yearly deal. Yeah. So you have to take that course. What's the course? Yeah, it's, it's a course. Yeah, it's, on how it's to an pick online up sheds? course for for shed hunting. That's a bend over. Yeah, Put it on your backpack. <laughs> Open beer. There's Drink no two sips. Look for horn. Yeah. There's no cost. Yeah, all my all my friends have a pile of them in their backyard. And if you don't, but you, if you don't have away. that course, he's saying if you don't I wish have I that. had the verbiage in front of me because there's certain times of the year that you have to have this thing. Yeah. Now, in, in Washoe County, Pershing County, Humboldt, we don't have to worry about it. Oh, it's only those counties only, over there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. only a, a, a given bunch of counties. We, so the flip side We don't side have of it. it here in Washoe County. The flip side of it, you pick up your whatever your circumstances, you're not shed hunting <laughs> intent again. You're not shed hunting. You're out on a hunt. <laughs> Who hasn't done it? You're out on a hunt. You, you see it walk by a shed. More, yeah. You pick them up, right? So in, in this situation, I don't know. I, I think I know the answer, but what's the penalty? So you, you didn't do the course. What You pick up some sheds. What? What? How does that happen? How, how does that work? Your sheds are back at I, your house. Somebody sees them. They report it. They look back. Oh, like you didn't arrowhead. take the course. You have a $500 fine. I mean- so there's nothing to say that you can't pick up a pair of sheds that you happen upon. I mean, absolutely, how, yeah, there is at after January, sure. So hey, I'll, I'll incriminate because, after January. Don't don't have them in the bed of your pickup. Oh, after January. So without his, the permit, his, oh, in October, November, you don't have a problem. Oh, without okay. the permit, okay. you don't have. I was going to say because like Clint Sons Bowl, we found his sheds. We're supposed to leave him there when he, you know, he killed the, he, we found his sheds and then he killed the bull. You got the sheds and the bull. You would never leave that up there and wait, well, but wouldn't. it didn't matter because that was not it during the matter right time. Because it's not that time of the so year. So it cuts you off from January till April or May or whatever you're, when they're dropping, when they're dropping because they want people running. I've never seen it myself. I guess, you know, uh, they'll run these bulls uh, and, and they'll the have trees. horns, you yeah. know, ropes running through the trees. The bulls will run through there, knock them off. Now they're there. Now the big thing is cash, you know, cash A, you know, they're just, yep. they're just, they're going out there the whole time. And uh, in the months that they're talking, that's what these shed hunters are telling us now is that they got a big pile of them somewhere. And the day the season opens, they're in there going out with them. 
You know, so, so they're rounding them up anyway and sure. just not taking them out until the until that's, it's okay that's to do what's so. That's being said now. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. For every law you set, so there's yeah, one you, you find one you, to break. You mark it on your on your GPS, you cover it in sagebrush, you walk away from it, and you come back when it's legal to go come back. It, or put it in a tree. Yeah. yeah. Put it in if a you tree, want to break it. the law at you're any gonna, level, again, you're going to find a way ethics around it. So. And <laughs> if it really fires you up that much to pick up a shed antler, I don't know. you, you got to find yeah. some new hobbies. The more Try th- bowling. The more I think about all this, I'm... I've kind of even changed my views and my own stance after listening to Clint because I'm a I'm a get out of my business person. Right. Leave me alone. Wait till we start I taxing on that well, big old garden. You how got. about just to throw one little extra caveat to it? So as a result of this, what I guarantee you has happened too. So let's go back to the coyote hunting. When I was saying earlier, so you brought up coyote hunting. We should you know have at least have a license, especially for out of staters. Once you go down that road, it's a lot, and I. There's regulations, right? I think regulations are different than a law, right? There's those are different levels of things, but you have these things that govern us, a law. Well, what happens now? You bring in anti-hunters, and they can kick the shit out of you because you did it to yourself. That's just you start regulating predator hunting. Look what happened to to trapping and cats and stuff. That stuff starts to happen because you've allowed people who are not they're not us. And they're able to come in, and now they can use the law against you. And that's kind of what you started getting to yeah. earlier, Clay, was like, yeah, now that you you, go, you just start that slope, and all of a sudden now all this bad stuff's going to happen. And that's, I think, I would say that that's a big part of predator hunting, trapping. If you don't start, I mean, stuff has to be regulated to a certain extent. I am a big believer we should regulate ourselves at all costs. And then if there's a little extra, I don't know, see, I just seatbelts. The seatbelt law. What the hell is a seatbelt yeah. law? If I don't want to wear a seatbelt law, who am I in danger? Motorcycle helmet. Just to, you know, just to use it. Yeah, exactly. I would bash my brains in. I'm gonna bash my brains in. So who am I hurting? Well, the but, guy picking you up off of but, the pavement. It, yeah. Why did we hurt him? Well, th- he that's the well, thing. He's the one who has to pick you up mentally. Oh yeah, mentally. Yeah, that he gets paid for that. Well, anyways, that that's, that's <laughs> but there is there for it's, given. You, you bring that up. I've never considered that part of it, but you know, as far as that argument. Because I would generally still say the seatbelt law is kind of a stupid law. It's just, you know, you're going to wear it or you're not going to wear it. But, yeah, there's there's a valid reason, I think, to a certain extent. Increased you, increased traumatized. Calls. Yeah, because more often you're you're going to end up with your brains on the concrete versus if you, yeah. you know, whatever. So, but, but they do it under the guise of safety. Why not just say that, hey, we don't have enough people to field all these medical calls because you idiots won't wear your seatbelt. So now you have to wear your seatbelt. That would have been a better thing to say. I just think there's inherently, you open up Too the much. box. If you start regulating something, you put a law on it. And then in addition to everything that we've said, I think you also open the door to people who are going to, they're against what you're doing. Against you. And look where we're at in 2022. How many laws and regulations did we have in, I don't know, 1950 or 1920 or something like that? And there's a correlation between how much extra shit we got and all the problems that we have. Well, the government gets involved, the feds, and they... they any amen. level of, they're, they're, any they're, level they're of government. Just, I, okay, child seat. You know? Child seat. I didn't sit in one, ever. Okay? You guys probably didn't either, I'd imagine. The arm. Yeah, well, that's it. Right. You know, you're, you're free to run well, about the yeah. cab and all that. Now, today, uh, it's it, it's not just the law, and you're going to get a ticket for it. I mean, if someone well, sees you well, now you, then you go of, down the road of 
there's lobbyists who get paid from seatbelt <laughs> manufacturers and baby seat manufacturers right. and this yeah. and that. So you guys are kind of proving my point. Yeah. I think if you just, I mean, and it's yeah. not a true across the board, but just we have to like kind of check ourselves just a little bit. If you bring in the litigious society, you're oh, you're asking for trouble yeah, in I general. Agree. And I, I would think that there's a strong correlation going back decades ago and it's just slowly started to happen because we're, we're, I mean, there's many, many more people on this earth. There's that many more people that hunt. And there's that many more people that hate hunting. And I don't know. I just think it's just giving them a window into, into something that we love to do. And they don't have good intentions. It's, it's us that are making all the laws, though. And it's the, it's the jealous guy. It's the guy that didn't get up early enough. It's the guy that couldn't pick up enough sheds. It's the, you know, it's all, the, the, all those arguments. And we could find a reason for everything. Oh, yeah. You know, like clint said you can't go get those sheds because you can't drive that four-wheeled vehicle over there what well we already have a law against that you know you, you you could make the same argument in gun laws right it's like you're not allowed to kill people why do we need to regulate down this you know <laughs> firearm over and over it's against the law there's already a law that exists that takes care of what you're talking about but amen jealousy jealousy plays well, a factor in it a lot of the, the trail cam law in my personal opinion was you know the outfitters right and it was a guy could afford to hire five or six guys to go out and put cameras on every water hole on the mountain. And it squeezed out a lot of the, you know, regular casual well, some hunters. guys freelance too. There's a lot of freelancers, yeah. but you know, th those were the loud voices, right. That said, Hey, this is BS, man. You know, I, I, I'm getting squeezed out of my favorite unit by 50 trail cameras. And I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I mean, it, it feels wrong. I'm not, I, like I said, I've never used a trail camera. I don't know. We don't live in these counties where it's really prevalent because you could put a, you know, you probably can't find the little drinkers that are around northern Washoe to put a camera on them. And, and if, if you, you could, do, they're, dead. they're on they're a dry. bald hillside where you'd have to have some kind of a, who knows. But yeah, well, I, right now, after the week we had last week, it last don't matter. Days, yeah. Hey, you know, there's a lot of water sitting out there now. You're going to need a lot of trail cams to cover it. Let me ask you something before we get out of here. What's the law or, and not ethical, the law? on a guzzler you, you, you can you can you shoot an animal you, legally on a guzzler ethically no one would ever do it i don't think legally you can puts his head right in that guzzler you built and someone could pop him because you you do see a lot of trail cameras on those guzzlers yeah so i, I was wondering do guys take it to the point where then they sit back off of it 100 yards and well what's the difference between that and a water hole you nothing. know the you know the, you know the water's there man-made heaven made whatever you want to call it the man-made part of it is what really gets me i mean well that's what typically saying. there's a road that goes right to them or very close to them and you what, can see them from a mile away and what yeah. stops you from taking a backhoe and d digging a little in in july you take a backhoe out there and dig a hole where you know water's coming down you know, nobody nobody i'm just I saying I know, no i know just the man-made part of it the the fact that we put that out there for them to drink and then, then it kill. becomes their death trap you know what i mean it's like yeah. it, so i I didn't know. I mean, no, I, there's, I, there's no, there's no laws against it. I, you know, I, I know a guy who worked for the department. He's retired now. He lives in Oklahoma, but he took a, a guy set up a blind inside the fence of the guzzler. Okay. At the drinker. And he took it down and left him a nasty note. Well, that's hunter that's, harassment. Yeah, that is. Well, that's technically us. that is, that's us policing ourselves. It, there's no, there's no yeah. law against it. I mean, how long has man, uh, you know, been hunting at water holes? Mm -hmm. Eternity. It, and yeah, I guess, forever. I guess now that my mind no, thought about it, you saying. know, you, you could have a, a, a an old water trough, you know, that 
is technically man-made, but was not there for wildlife. But obviously, they go drink out of it. Yeah. It just feels but you weird. You have to realize it. It's done every year. Alex. Oh yeah, it's I, done every year. I mean, you know, you, you go to some. You know, I've seen them myself. I. It was being investigated when they they turned off some guzzlers, and emptied the drinker. So that those animals at antelope, they they only had one place to go for water. There's guys that will take troughs out and fill those troughs and put a trail camera on it so that he has those antelope coming there. Mm. That, to me, that's baiting. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, they, they were investigating Little Angel being shut off, you know, with, for antelope, the guzzler, and, you know, so that he'd have a, his own little yeah. personal hunt at his own little pool that he had that he created. What? What's the law? Isn't there a law that you can't camp on a waterhole? Hundred yards. Hundred yards. 100 is, yards is, is that the same? Is that that's, the same? That's with so the, the wildlife's not spooked away from it to yeah. drink. But correct. is that the same with a guzzler? Uh, Probably. No. No. You can camp on a guzzler. I I haven't seen anything. I it springs and yeah. but I anyway. haven't seen anything about it. There's a lot we could talk about. But it's <laughs> broken all the time. I think it's a it's a. I hope everybody listening has the same internal conversation we're all having in here. Yeah. And it's funny, your mind changes, you, you know, you're, you're into, you're into the new technology, but you're not into some of it. But then it's like, Clint says, police yourself. You got a blind in a water hole. That, I'm going to take it down, leave you a note that says you're an, you're an a-hole and you can do better than this. You know, there's a lot of different views and man, I, I, but it goes back to Clint. I think you have your own set of ethics. And at the end of the day, sure. if you're okay with it, you're going to be judged by your other hunters and your other people when that story gets out there and if you can live with that then so be it yeah because there's already laws on the books like he's saying for the egregious stuff that some hunters do yep. to create oh well we got to create another law we got to create another law well there's already probably stuff out there that <laughs> can regulate you yep so well, we want to thank mel for coming back in well, man. everybody enjoys good it. to be yeah. back We'll do it again. And How thank about you. this real thank quick, uh -oh. just for an uh -oh. ending uh -oh. shot uh -oh. for me. <laughs> so for next podcast or the next one we had Uncle Mel with, uh, just to plant the seed, you do, there's no law on guzzlers. I think it's a good little little case study. Think about past that law. Let's just, let's just use that as a premise. There's no laws on guzzlers. You can shoot an animal. Let's say we regulate that and make a law because we don't think it's the right thing to do. That you can't do X. Let's just, what, and let's come back and find out what our little uh, a little Research. mind study comes up with. Where yeah. does that go? So my, when my we start there, you know? where do we go with it? And find out if it, it maybe let's like say four or five steps down the line, if we're in favor of what has happened as a result of starting that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would okay? have because right now it's completely no, not, unregulated, right? Podcast. These are guys that are given all their sweat, equity, and time and effort. And it's unregulated. There's very little in hunting that's unregulated. So here's something that's very unregulated. Let's find out. See what we, the four of us come up with as far as what will happen as a result of doing whatever the, the kind of regulation. The ones I'm going to talk to are archery hunters. Huh. Well, thank you to our sponsor for this podcast this week, Champion Targets. Hunting seasons are just getting started. They're not just Some are already out anymore. there, but um, it, regardless of your shooting pistols or shooting rifles or shooting shotgun and getting ready for, you know, waterfowl season. They got it all from the throwers to the metal targets to the AR-5500 steel, all that stuff. So 
we got to do that. We got to side in some rifles because our seasons are our coyote seasons are coming up quick. Temperature temperature been good this week. I know. So we'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Uncle Bill. Thanks. See you later. Last name, more 50 years too late.